Amen. Amen. Praise God. You know, we've been talking about victorious in time living, in times living. Um, you know, the Bible says in 2 Timothy, Paul wrote uh, to, to Timothy and he said, in the last days, he's talking about the last of the last days, perilous times will come. Uh, that word means also dangerous times. That word is translated the perilous. It also is translated fierce and grievous times. Um, so this, we're talking about the last of the last days. One, one commentator said the word means treacherous, menacing times. And that, you know, that's not something you, you know, we, we go shouting about, you know. Yet, uh, we need to understand some things. Because these things are coming into the earth, certain things are coming into the world, uh, and many hearts are going to be overwhelmed. You know, many in the world, are gonna, they're not going to know what to do. And uh, they'll question, why is this happening? Why is that happening? But... Uh, but praise God, all this was prophesied, okay? And the things that we've been talking about from Matthew 24, Luke 21, and we'll look at a little bit, you know, in, in a moment again, read over that again, just things that, uh, that Jesus talked about in the end times, talking about really, he talks about some things in the tribulation, uh, but we all, we all know, and we've talked about this, that, uh, you know, future events cast their shadow ahead of time. So even though we're not in the tribulation, thank God, uh, we are right on the cusp of it. So you're going to start seeing as a storm cloud forms, you know, and it's, it's not complete yet, but we're seeing the forming of it. Uh, we're, you know, there's going to be a storm during the tribulation period, uh, a time of wrath, but we're not in the time of wrath right now. Bible says we're not, we have not been appointed unto wrath. The church is not appointed under wrath. So if you hear somebody talking about God's pouring out his wrath right now, no. Satan is, this is his time of wrath. He knows the time is short. So he's trying to do all he can to stop the plan of God and hinder and harm the plan, the purpose, and the people of God. But the church is not appointed under wrath. So we're in a time where... Things can be different for us and will be different if we do the right things. That's why we're talking about living victoriously. How do, you know, these things that are important. Uh, Luke 21, let's read there because uh, we're going to talk about this morning, this morning for a few moments how, how important faith is. How faith is essential to be a person of faith, live a life of faith. Uh, and, and we certainly endeavor to teach a lot on faith. And one reason why is because it's a last day message. You know, some people fight it. It's amazing to me. People that get upset when you talk about faith. And uh, a lot of people want to hear, well, God's in control of everything in our lives. But that's, you know, that's, you know there's things prophesied. There's some sovereign things that are going to take place. Uh, yet, when it comes to individual lives and what people enjoy and receive and walk in, it takes faith. Amen. Luke chapter 21, let's look at verse 7. Again, Jesus is talking about the tribulation here to his disciples. So they ask, what's the sign of these things going to be? The signs of the end of the, end of the world. Uh, we've, we've been looking some at Matthew's. Let's look at Luke's account of this for a few moments. And uh, let's read on there. Uh, verse 8, next verse, he, Jesus said, take heed that you be not deceived. We talked about deception a little bit. You know, a few weeks ago, how important it is not to walk in deception. We need to be people that are continually washed by the water of the word and, uh, and not allowing deception to come into our lives. Stay plugged in to the church where you're receiving the word, where God puts you and plants you and be a, be a part of what God's doing in the earth so that you're not in position to be deceived. For many shall come in my name and saying, I'm the Christ, and the, and the time draws near. Go not therefore after them. And uh, next verse, but when you hear of wars, commotions, be not terrified. See, we're not supposed to be terrified. This is a message not just for them during the tribulation. But it's a message for us. Don't be terrified. For these things must first come to pass. See, there's some things that must come to pass. 
That word must, it means it's defined as inevitable, unavoidable. There are some things that are unavoidable in the last days that are going to come to pass. What Jesus just said, what Jesus said, it's coming to pass whether somebody likes it or not. It must come to pass. Amen. Not because God just sovereignly ordained it. It's because of the condition of fallen man. These things had to happen. These things had to, are going to have to come to pass because of the curse on the earth. There's some things that have to be taken care of, you know. This, he's described, but yet he's, he's letting us know what's going to be happening here up ahead uh, in the end of time as we know it. In the end of this dispensation and then during the seven-year tribulation period. Praise the Lord. Um, let's read the next couple of verses here. Uh, then he said unto them, nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. See, we're already seeing this in a, in a more increased measure. Again, this is not, he's talking about the tribulation, but future events cast their shadow ahead of time. We're seeing the, the birth pangs of that, the forerunner of this nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom, great earthquakes in diverse places, famines, pestilences. We did have a pandemic, didn't we? And, and, and that may not be the last one. Okay. We're, I mean, we're, in, but we're not supposed to be terrified, right? Okay. You even say things like that. Some people start getting terrified. The church is not to be terrified. Fearful sights, great signs will be from heaven. There are going to be things that are going to cause people to have, to be overwhelmed in the earth. Amen. But praise God. Many are going to be in distress. Many are going to be you know, wondering what in the world's going on, but not, it doesn't have to be that way in the church. Even, even when we see in John chapter 16, verse wonderful verse, verse 33, Jesus said in this world, uh, in me, you might have peace in the world. You're going to have tribulation. Notice he makes a distinction him and then the world <laughs> praise God in him. There's not going to be that peace. I mean, I'm sorry in the world, there's not gonna be that peace, but in him there is. So he said, in this world, you'll have tribulation. Be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Praise God. He's telling the church, even in tribulation periods, time, difficulties, he tells us, be of good cheer. So you, know, you can only do that if you're walking in faith. You can only do that if you're walking in faith. Praise the Lord. Amen. See, in the world, it's going to get darker. And there have been people that have prophesied, you know, about the darkness of the world. But then, but we also need to make sure we're focusing on the prophecies that talk about what God's going to do in the church because it's going to get brighter and brighter. We're going to go from glory to glory. We're going to go from faith to faith. Amen. That's God's plan for the church, not to get darker. That's why he told us don't be terrified. Amen. Why? Because we're to walk by faith. In fact, Jesus said in Luke 18, 8, when, when he comes, when the son of man comes, shall he find faith on the earth? Isn't that something Jesus is going to be coming? When he comes back, he said, I want to find some faith here. Well, I want to be one of those that says, yeah, you can find it right here. Amen. We want to be one of those churches. That, yeah, you can find it here. We're not going to be hiding out in caves like the world. <laughs> and, 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 and terrified about what else coming in the earth. We're going to be walking by faith because we're looking at what God's word says. Yes. Well, glory to God. Yes. Hallelujah. Storm clouds are coming in the earth, but what about the church? Yeah, we recognize things are happening in the earth, but we need to, we, we sang about it. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. But we still need to be walking by faith and activating what's true about us individually in our lives because we can yield to what the enemy is trying to influence us with. We can yield to fear and just, you know, ter being terrified and living in doubt and unbelief, but we can also walk according to the word and the spirit in these last days and 
be people of faith, amen, Amen. and enforcing the word of God in our own lives. You know, 2 Thessalonians 2, verses 1 and 2, uh, Paul had to encourage the church at Thessalonica because they thought they were in the tribulation. He said, we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of the Lord and by our gathering together unto him. He's talking about going to see Jesus here, that you don't be soon shaken in mind or be troubled. Don't be troubled by spirit, you know, by word, by anything that somebody's saying, by, you know, uh, somebody prophesying. Uh, he said, don't, don't, or anybody writing something to you. He said, don't, don't be shaken. Don't be shaken. You know, we have a part to play in whether we're going to be shaken in our minds or not. We have the main part to play there. It's not God's, that's not God's part. He's giving us instruction. Don't be shaken in your mind. That means we have to make sure certain things are not predominant in our minds, that we're focusing on the right things, that we're keyed in on the right things. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So living and walking by faith is essential in this hour. Satan's going to be about seeking whom he may devour, stealing, killing, and destroying. That's his modus operandi. And, and, and the scripture says he's going to be, you know, that it, he knows his time is short, so he's going to be unleashing everything he's got. But that's, that shouldn't make you terrified. He's still a defeated foe as far as the church is concerned. The world's going to have to experience some of that terror, but we don't. If we'll stand on the word of God, believe the word of God. Amen. See, we can't afford to be carnal. We can't afford to be spiritually weak. We can't afford to be doubting Thomases in the last days. <laughs> We've got to be people of faith. There's a reason why God has emphasized, put a, had a movement in the, in the earth the last 50 years that people have called the word of faith or, or whatever. It's, the wor- it's been an emphasis on the teaching of the word to get people into a place of faith. There is a reason why that is ha- has happened these last 50 years in the body of Christ so that we'd be ready in the last days, the last of the last days. I believe that with all my heart. It's a supernatural, you know, it's a, you know God raised up a man named Kenneth Hagin and said, go teach my people faith. And if you know anything about his life, you've read, if you've read I Believe in Visions, you know God raised him up to be a, to be a, a mouthpiece, uh, one of the main mouthpieces, not the only one, in the, in the last of the last days, right before the Lord's return. Because everybody that's teaching the word today uh, has been influenced under, somehow by, by his voice, whether directly or indirectly. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And so that God had, a, he's had this move. Well, we've had to have people have got, have, have needed that. People need to know the, how important the word of God is. And especially in this hour, we've got to cling to it and be stronger than ever because God makes a distinction in the word of God. God makes exemptions throughout his word for the people of God, as opposed to to those that don't know God. Not because he doesn't love people in the world. He does. But God makes distinction. He makes exceptions. Psalm 91. A thousand may fall at one side, 10,000 on the other, but it won't come near you. Is God making a distinction there? (laughs) You better believe it. But it's for those that will believe the word. Those who will dwell in the secret place of the most high and will say of the Lord, he's my refuge, my fortress. God makes a distinction. Amen. It's going to be so in the last days. You know, you got the whole Hebrew, you know, Hebrews 11 faith, you know, hall of fame members. You go, you look at there, you read Hebrews, you can go read it later. You, you see where God made exceptions. You got Noah and his family. 
Noah responded to God. He believed, the Bible says by faith he built an ark. His mind was probably telling him, it ain't going to flood the whole earth. God ain't going to do that. But, but, God, but God told him, you build the ark. He did it by faith. That faith, because he exercised faith, God made an exception. Noah and his family didn't, get, didn't drown, but many did. Not because God wanted it. Amen. You, again, we can go throughout the word of God. Rahab, you know, the Bible talked about her. You know, she was in Jericho, but she was willing. By, by, she's in the Faith Hall of Fame, the prostitute. Because she exercised faith, was willing to help Joshua and, and help the children of Israel. She believed that they were God's people. She wanted to be a part of it. She was spared when the walls came down. God made an exception because of faith. <laughs> Hallelujah. We go on and on. The Israelites, they went through the Red Sea. The Bible says by faith they crossed the Red Sea on dry ground. But Pharaoh and his crowd, whoop. They tried to imitate, but they didn't have, it wasn't inspiration, it was imitation. You know, you can get drowned by imitation. <laughs> it better be by inspiration, which is inspiration from the word of God. What did God say? Believe in what God says. Three Hebrew children. Amen. They were thrown into the fiery furnace, weren't they? But by faith. The Bible says they quenched the violence of fire. By faith, they, 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 they had said, we're not going to serve. God will deliver us. We're not going to bow our knee to a, a human king. We're serving, we only serve God. By faith, God delivered them. He made an exception. Then these other guys that, you know, got thrown into that fire and became crispy critters. God made the distinction. Faith brings a distinction. Faith is a difference maker. If you can't determine that, you can't read the Bible. You don't, or you don't understand what you're reading. It's going to be so in the last days. It's going to be so in the last days. Daniel, in the lion's den, he's in the, but he's in the faith hall of fame. Shut the mouth of, mouths of lions. Faith shut the mouths of lions. But those mouths got open when they threw the bad guys down there. They chewed them up. God made a distinction. He made an exception. Daniel, you're going to be okay. But I can't, but not, I can't guarantee the rest of you because you're not in faith. Oh, glory be to God. Thank you, Lord. Moses, the Bible says, as a child, his mother put him out. In the, he put him in a little basket in the water by faith. The rest of the children were killed, but he was spared. There's evidence throughout the Word of God. God, that faith, faith gives us an exception. From what's going on around us. It'll be so in the last days. I think the, gre the, the greatest type of that is Goshen. In Exodus 8 through 12. You can read about that. Egypt got the plagues of flies. Frogs. Locusts. <laughs> they suffered stuff. Darkness. But it was light in Goshen. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Well, even though we're in this world, we're not of it. We're going to be walking in the Goshen light. Things are going to go well for us that don't go well for those in the world. I believe that. Why? Because I believe the Bible. And I believe God makes a distinction. God makes exception for faith. For faith. Trusting him. When it doesn't look like it can work. Yeah. 
<laughs> because he said, if God says it is, it is. That's what faith says. God says it, it is, it is then. We walk by that. The just walk by, the just walk by what God says is. And the just agree with it and say, yes, it is. Even though it may not look like it. It may not feel like it. It may not seem like it. Praise God forevermore. Praise God forevermore. Then the Passover lamb, the Passover lamb, the blood was shed. It was put on, the blood put on the, uh, you know, on the doorpost. All the firstborn of Israel were spared. But even Pharaoh's son and the rest of the Egyptians, the destroyer came in and they were destroyed. Wasn't God's will, wasn't his desire. But Pharaoh, remember, he kept, his heart was hardened. But by faith, they put the Passover blood on the doorposts. By faith. We've got the blood of Jesus today. We can operate in by faith. We can apply the blood today. I apply, every, my children, from the minute they were born, I, I, I said, Father, I plead the blood over my children. I thank you that the blood of Jesus covers my children. Everywhere we would go, every time I would drop them off to school, I'd drive off, drive off saying, Father, I thank you they're protected by the blood of Jesus and the angels of God. I just, oh, you know, that's just been my life. I, I thank God for the blood. I've applied the blood by faith. We exercise faith in the word. So you either believe that or you don't. So some people would laugh at me for what I just said. But I'll just tell you, I, I, I don't mind being the exception. I want everybody to have it, but if they don't want it, I'll be the exception. When Jesus comes back, is he going to find faith? Yes! I may not be fully developed yet, but I'm working toward it. We, we all need to be moving toward it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 You know, there's only one safe place on the planet that's in the will of God and in faith. Well, I live in America. Big deal. Have you seen things around sometime? What's going on in this country? That, there's no place in the natural that's a safe place. The only safe place is in the will of God and in faith. You can do anything in the will of God in faith. And know that God will work with you. He'll provide for you. And he'll protect you. But it's connected to faith. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And let me just, for a few moments here, focus on a real key to you getting in faith and staying in faith. You know, Hebrews 12, let's look at this in the Amplified, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses who have borne testimony to the truth, let us strip off, throw aside every encumbrance, unnecessary weight, that we, sin which is so readily and easily and definitely and cleverly clings to, entangles us. Let us run with patience, endurance, and steady and active persistence the appointed course of the race set before us. Then he tells us here in, in verse 2, look at this, looking away from all that will distract to Jesus, who's the leader and source of what? Our faith. He's the author and finisher of our faith. But I wanted to see that in the Amplified because it says looking away. There's a lot of stuff in, on this planet, and it's going to become more so as we get closer to the Lord's return. There's a lot of stuff that's going to distract. It's designed to distract. I said it's designed by the enemy to distract. He wants us distracted because if you're distracted, you're not going to be in faith. Looking away, looking away from what distracts. See, this is, a, this is 
the big key right here to you staying in faith, walking in faith in the last days. You got to keep looking to Jesus. Looking to the word. Looking to what God said and not get distracted by what the devil's doing in the world. Stop looking at the world and keep looking at the word. Major key to faith right now in the last days. Major key to staying in a place of peace, joy, and rest. And walking out the will of God and the plan of God and not be terrified. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not be looking at the wars, the earthquakes, the tsunamis, the, the trouble, the violence, all the things that are happening in this earth. Because it's going to get worse in the world. That's why we have to make sure we're not being distracted and keep, our, keep looking, looking, looking away from the distractions, looking to Jesus, looking to the word, the captain of our salvation, the finisher of our faith, the one who's going to get us to the finish line. Hallelujah. In fact, the, the, the degree that you're keyed in and looking at the distractions, to that degree, you are not growing in faith. You're not getting stronger in faith. In fact, you're weakening in faith. See, we've got to, we, we need to be paying attention to what, what builds and strengthens and encourages our faith. Our faith. Our daily faith. So that we can walk in victory in the last days. So that we can fulfill God's plan in the last days. Amen. Amen. So that we'll not get so scared. See, people get scared. They hoard up their money and they're not willing to give to the gospel. People get scared. They, 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 they close off. They, they, they do things they wouldn't normally do. So that they, don't, they don't allow the love and the light of Jesus to shine around them. They're letting other things distract them so the life of God is not going to be able to be exemplified to those that need to come into contact with Jesus every day. They need to see victors, victories. They need to see testimonies. And they need to see a life full of joy and peace. And you're not going to do that if you're living distracted by the world. It's going to take faith. Faith keeps the other parts working. <laughs> the other aspects of who you are in Christ manifesting. So we've got to key in on what's going to build faith because this is the victory. First John 5, 4. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our terrified minds know our faith. Our faith we got to have it for victory in the last days. It's an absolute essential. So we got to key in on what's building faith. What's going to make us stronger in faith. Hallelujah. So it matters what you look at. It matters what you, you can say this way, it matters what you attend to and give heed to. I like this, I love this uh, first uh, First Timothy, I just love the way this reads here and, and what the, the truth that we can receive from First Timothy 1. Because you remember Jesus said there's going to be a lot of heart failure in the earth. Men's hearts will be failing them for fear. Why? Because of where they're looking. He said that in Luke 21, 26. Because they're looking at the things coming in the world. They get distracted. So it's going to cause you to be hindered in your faith. It's going to cause fear to dominate you instead of faith. But notice 1 Timothy, I love this. Neither give heed. Give heed. What is that? That means your focus, your attention, your mind, your thought life. Don't give heed to fables and endless genealogies, or you could say lies of the devil and false doctrines and things that are not, that are not in line with the word of God. He said, don't give heed to that, which notice what it does, though, what giving heed does. It ministers doubt. 
So you can be giving heed, putting your attention, your focus, your mind on distractions and things of this world and lies of the devil and false doctrines and all the stuff that comes at us, and it will minister something to you called doubt, something from the devil's kingdom. See, God is offering you things, and the devil is offering you things. And what you take heed to, whichever one you take heed to, is what will be ministered back to you. Rather God, than godly edifying, which is in faith. See, you can give heed to the word, and it will edify you and put you in faith. And keep you in faith when you keep giving heed to it. Glory to God. Don't you like that? I, I love that verse because it, it helps people. I mean, it, it lays it out a little bit here. What you give heed to ministers to you. What you give heed to ministers something to you. And you can give heed to things from the devil's kingdom or you can give heed to things from God's kingdom. The devil's offering you things. He's offering you depression. He's offering you doubt. But God's also offering you joy. He's offering you faith. He's offering you victory. Whatever you give heed, the one you give heed to. You can give heed to the lies of the devil or you can give heed to the truths of God's word. And that is what will be ministered back to you. You could say even imparted to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, I've heard people say this. I don't, I'm, I'm, I don't want to be bound by this fear that keeps haunting me. Well, you know, uh, but, I've, but I realize they, kept, they, they keep giving heed to the things that minister fear to them. You can't just say, oh, please, please uh, pray for me and, and this will go and, and pray that this will go away. No, it matters what you're giving heed to. Nobody can, nobody, nobody else can take that place for you for what you're giving heed to. Their faith can't do it. Their anointing on their life or ministry can't do it. Because they can pray for you, but you go home and you start giving heed to, to, to the little yakety yak of the devil that comes to your head. I, listen, we all know that yakety yak voice. You ain't going to get what you prayed for. No, no, no. And they'll start the yakety yak of doubt and fear. It's come to all of us. Distractions come to all of us. What are you going to give heed to? What you give heed to is what will be ministered back to you. See, there's power in the Word of God. There's anointing in the Word of God. The Word of God, there's spirit power connected. There's something behind that. So when you let the Word minister to you, there's something that gets imparted to you if you'll give heed to it. And keep giving heed to it. Look at Proverbs 4. Can't say it any better than Proverbs 4.20 through 22. My son, attend, give heed to my words. Here's one way you give heed. You incline your ear. You keep hearing the word. So you're in church this morning. You're giving heed to what God's offering. Unless you're just sitting there making out your grocery list or something. But you have the opportunity every time you come to church to give heed to the Word of God, as long as the Word of God's going forth, you know. Not men's, you know, the latest Reader's Digest sermon or something. Attend to my words, incline your ear to my saying. That means you attend with, with your, uh, you, you give attention with your eyes and with your ears. Verse 21, let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of you. This is how you keep it in you. You know how you keep it in the midst of your heart? You keep your eyes on it. You keep looking at it. You keep giving heed to it with your ears and with your eyes. That's how you keep it there. 
That's how you keep the word there. See, the devil comes to try to steal the word. How do you keep it there? You don't have to fear that. You keep it by your attention and what you keep looking at, what you keep giving heed to. What you give heed to will be ministered to you. And notice what's ministered to those who, who give heed to what God offers. Verse 22, for they are life. God's word is filled with his life. <laughs> to those that find them. And health. That's something that affects your body. Something gets ministered to your physical body in connection with you giving heed with your mind, your attention, your focus, and what you keep looking at. If you keep looking at the Word, and you keep looking at the Word long enough, it ministers health, life to your spirit, your soul, and your body. That's why we've got to be people in the last days that keep giving heed. Giving heed. What are you giving heed to? You have to ask yourself, what am I giving heed? What have I been giving heed to today? Eight hours of, of a 24-7 news cycle? Did I spend my last three hours of the day hearing all the problems and all the stuff that they don't have answers to? It's easy to talk about the problems. Turn on the news, they'll give you the problems. Now, some of it's propaganda and lies. They've they got the spirit of, of lying all over them, but... but uh, you know, and that's uh, part of the last days too. But, but yet, even when they do show you a picture or something, they give you the problem. They don't have any solutions. That's why people are overwhelmed. That's why people are terrified because they're looking. They're heeding that instead of taking heed. We've got to discipline our minds, our attention, keep our focus, giving heed Looking unto Jesus, looking to the word. My son, attend to my words. Incline your ear. What are you listening, what you've been listening to mostly today? I know we, every once in a while we need to, we, we check up on what's going on in the world. I'm not saying stick your head in the ground. We, you, you, can, you can know what's happening, but you don't have to keep giving heed to it. You don't have to keep giving heed to it because it will weaken you. And we need to be those, when Jesus comes, he's finding faith. Because if he's finding faith in you, he's going to find people doing the will of God. He's going to find people that are receiving from his, from his promises. He's going to find people that are walking in victory. Not living in fear, looking for the next rock they can crawl under. See, what you attend to is what you, I like, I'll say it this way, you fellowship with what you give your attention to. That's why the devil offers you stuff. You, you can sit around and watch horror movies all, all, all day too, and you're going to, guess what? You're going to be, you're, you're fellowshipping with that. And it will minister something to you that you really don't want if you're intelligent. Spirit of fear can get in people. Oppression can get in your soul. There are a lot of people walking around oppressed today because of what they've been giving their attention and their mind. They've been, they've been giving heed to what the world is pouring out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Have you noticed that I've just noticed even in some commercial, every time you turn on the TV, there's a commercial for a brand new horror movie. There's like a whole new wave of horror. The devil is pouring out all he's got right now in the media and every Hollywood and you know, every all around you. We can't be taking heed to these things, giving heed to these things. Amen. They're distractions, and they're also things, if you fell, what you give heed to, you fellowship with. It'll get, it'll, if you keep feeding on it, it gets down into your spirit. So your mind is a doorway to your spirit. If you keep feeding on something, it will get imparted to your spirit. So we don't feed on lies. We don't feed on strife. We don't feed on the things that the world's feeding on. Oh, there's so much out there I could talk about that because that, 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 you see Christians get caught up and they get caught up in, in uh, giving heed to these, the things that are happening in this earth. Different emotions, different mindsets, different attitudes. 
But you'll have a deficit in your faith if you're not staying connected to the Word of God through giving heed to it, giving attention to it. And we don't want to be... <laughs> We don't want to be found with a, with a deficit in our faith. Not in the last days. You don't want it. You, we need to stay strong in faith. But too many, too many people, even Christians, are like, they've got, the devil's got a leash on them, an attention leash. Something goes on over here, the devil goes, huh, look at that. And most Christians are like, huh. Looking at everything else. When they need to... Cut that leash and keep, say, no, I'm keeping my focus on what God said. I'm going to keep looking to Jesus as I finish my race. Looking unto him so that I can finish this victoriously in the last days. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, parents, you know, when your kids get a little older and you say, you know, you, maybe you go out or, you know, you have to go out to a store or something like that or, 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 or somewhere or you're leaving some during the day and you tell your older children, when I get back, I want, the, I want your bed made and I want your room cleaned up a little bit, you know, or whatever. You have some specific. So when I get back, I'm going to give you a little time. When I get back, I want that done. Right? But it's not done. When they get back, if it's not done, that means you're not ready for their coming. You know, we've been talking about being ready for the Lord's coming. If we're, if we're not walking in faith, we're not ready for the Lord's coming. And unfortunately, there will be many in the body of Christ, and they're going to be tossed to and, fro by the, to and fro by the waves and the, the winds that are coming into the earth. I'm not saying that to scare anybody, because we're, but I'm letting you know there's an answer. There's a solution. There's victory. This is, this, some of these things must come to pass. So we need to be ready. We need to be ready. We need to be giving heed. It's your choice. What do you want ministered back to you in these last days? We need to be giving heed, you know, maintaining our focus, our attention on the word of God, on the promises of God. Hallelujah. And we'll be walking in the victory of the Lord in these last days. So value the word of God like you never have before. Value the word of God like you never have before. And don't, don't get discouraged if you've missed it, if you've, if you've, if you've been, you know, allowed some things to get distract you or get in fear. You can get right back into this battle and, and be victorious. You can get into faith and you can stay in, stay in faith by what you attend to. Did you hear that? You can get into faith. If you're not in faith, you can get into faith. If you're in faith, you can stay in faith by what you attend to, what you give heed to. You can make that decision. I'm going to keep feeding my spirit what it needs in these last days. I'm going to stay strong in these last days. You know, Hebrews 10 said, don't cast away your confidence. This is, a la this is part of, he's talking about things in the last days in this chapter. There are going to be people that will cast away their confidence in the last days. So your confidence, your faith has great reward. Well, the greatest reward is being in the will of God and enjoying his victory. In this, in the, when, the Lord, when the Lord comes, he's finding faith. Amen. 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 Don't cast away your confidence. You have need of perseverance. That word patience, it really means, you can say it's perseverance. Hallelujah. So we need to have a persevering spirit in these last days so that we can enjoy the full victory, the full victory, the full victory, so that we're not living terrified. We're not living in fear. We're not living in doubt and unbelief. Glory to God. We're going to be challenged. Yes, we're all challenged. In this world, you'll have tribulation. You'll have things trying to divert your attention to get you distracted from the word of God. But the good news is, if you'll learn to discipline your attention, discipline what you put your mind to, what you keep looking at, yeah. stop looking at what distracts and keep looking at the Word of God, yeah. the promise of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Keep rejoicing about that. Keep thanking God for his word. Hallelujah. You'll get the reward. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Everybody stand up. Praise God. Before we go, I want just, uh, just had it in my heart there. Anybody, anybody would like hands laid on them for healing right before we go? Take a moment. Let me, let me lay hands on you if you'd like. Anybody need healing in their body and your faith has been encouraged? We believe in the laying on of hands. We believe in anointing with oil. We, be, we believe that Jesus heals today. And I believe we have authority over sickness and disease. If anybody would like prayer, don't wait. Don't wait. Come on down. We're not going, I don't want to take a long time. Just, but I want to give you an opportunity to have hands laid on you. You know, how many of you it's good? It's a blessing. God has provided this in his word to give us other means of healing than just us standing on the word ourselves. Now, listen, let me say this. One reason why God wants us being such people so strong in the word of God, one reason why he's raised up churches like Harvest Family Church is so that people can stand on the word of God and not have to wait for a special anointing to come. For you can be at home. And listen, it's good to have pastors and ministers and, and other people, other believers that you can join your faith with. Listen, that's a blessing. And we take advantage of it. But what are you going to do when you're the only one in the house? And pastor's out of town. Or, or, or Pastor Paul or some or your, your faith buddy. or They're not available. The Word of God and why we teach the Word this way is so people can stand on the Word for themselves. We've got to learn. We all need to learn as much as possible. Listen, thank God for the help. If you need it, get it. But as much as possible, we all need to learn. Stand on our own two faith feet. You don't go over to somebody's house every morning and ask them, would you put my clothes on for me? You put your own clothes on. Well, God wants you to put your own faith clothes on. He wants you raising up that faith shield every day. Amen. And you can get so strong in the word, you say, well, thank you for your prayer, but I don't actually need it. Amen. You know, I'm amazed at people that put prayer requests on Facebook and all these things. They want all these people praying for them. I don't just want anybody praying for me. Because I know some people that would pray, Lord, if it's your will, heal him. If it's not, kill him. They may not say that, but that's what they're implying. It may not be God's will, so just let him die. I don't want that person praying for me. If you need someone to pray with you, fine. Take advantage of it. That's why it's good to be a part of a local church that believes the word. But if you're alone and you're by yourself, you don't have to wake. You just start thanking. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your word. Thank you that you heal me. And when hands were laid on me, the power of God went into my body. And I'm just going to thank you the rest of the day that I'm well. You don't have to have somebody else. You don't have to call a bunch of people. You can just start thanking God that his word is true. That his word is true. Y'all reach your hands out to these. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus for each one. Father, we thank you for the anointing. Father, that will be ministered to each and every individual here. We, we just, Father, we thank you that these are your precious children. We thank you that your power, your anointing, removes burdens, destroys yokes, lifts any bondage. So, Father, we thank you ahead of time right now because this is your word we're acting on. The pressure's not on us. We're resting in you. So we thank you that you're bringing about a complete healing, wholeness, and soundness in these bodies. Because, Father, we're praying in the name of Jesus. The name is above every name. Nothing can stand against that name. Nothing can resist that name that we're praying in today. So we require it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father for your healing power being released in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Let's give him praise and thanks right now.
Thank you for that anointing working in their bodies. Thank you for victory, soundness, and wholeness in each of these bodies. Your children, Father, we thank you. We thank you for it. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Well, give him praise and shout and thank him for it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. Don't be, dis- don't be deterred. Don't be discouraged by what you see, what you hear, what you feel. For the word of God is true. Take your stand on that word and see what the Lord will do for you. For he cannot fail. He is triumphant in every way. And he's made it available for his church to walk in the victory way. So rejoice and be glad. For this is your hour to exceed what the purposes and plan of God has been made ordained for you from time before time began. This is the time for you. Walk it out. Walk by faith. Walk by my spirit, says the Lord, and you'll see my hand upon you for blessing, for victory, for life. As you walk in my word, you'll see that continue to grow and become stronger in you. And in the days when many fear, you'll walk by faith. In the days when many are discouraged, you'll be fully encouraged by my word and you'll take your stand and you'll see my hand and victory will be assured in your life, says the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Father. Amen. 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 Well, bless you. Thank you for being here today at our special, special time of celebration. Thank, thank God for all of you and all of you that helped make days like this possible. And, and for allowing God to use you to help make a day like this a celebration. But also, I want you to go from this place knowing that you can get stronger every day by what you keep giving heed to. That's the word of the Lord for you today. He wants us walking in such victory in this hour that the world is going, what are you doing? How is this possible? How are you so peaceful? How are you so, how is God doing that for you? That's the way it's going to be because God makes exceptions for faith, for faith. Amen. Praise the Lord.